Hello and welcome to episode two of the Apocalypse Podcast, where we're talking pork and eating a pig called Bebop, piece by piece, until there's no more Bebop left. I'm James Bellardi, and as ever, I'm joined by Chief Taste Tester Sam. Hey Sam. Hello. <laughs> it's week two. Could you describe the inside of our freezer? Well, the freezer is like looking a bit more empty, actually. We've been able to fit some other things in there because we've been eating quite a lot of pork, as you might imagine. And there's also a little bit more space in there because I've been smashing some shelves. What do you mean you smash shelves? Uh, I mean that the pork is so tightly packed in the freezer that if you move one bit in a Jenga-like style, other bits tend to fall down and I smashed some shelves. I think I was looking for a loin for a picnic soon to be heard more about in it's the loin episode. episode a whole another episode and i got it out and thought i had put everything back in but as i turned around something else slipped and fell and it hit another shelf and it's reinforced glass but it shattered because the pork is so heavy and yeah it just went everywhere and what was it oh it's like quarter to midnight yeah on a school night pretty much getting ready to go to bed brilliant yeah and uh and then there's glass everywhere all over the pork Fortunately, most of the pork is kind of vac-packed or it's covered in some sort of plastic anyway. Yeah, but it really did shatter into like little splinters as well. It was bloody everywhere. It shattered the mood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. I was very sad at that moment. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, oh. that's how I felt. Yeah, so that's how the freezer's looking. More space, less shelves, <laughs> but feeling like we're putting a bit of a dent in it. We've been cooking pork now for a few weeks. We started with 100 kilos I would say, what are we, are we down to about 90? <laughs> yeah, only about 90. How are you feeling about the challenge so far? Are you bored of the taste of pork? I wouldn't say that I'm bored of the taste of pork yet. Some of the pork we've been having is quite fatty and starting to feel it's a bit heavy. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of more interested in some of the lighter cuts. And, you know, it's still it's still fun and we're still eating some really interesting food. Um, but I think that the, it's the pork fat that is getting to me. Well, talking of lighter cuts, today's cut weighed in at about 250 grams. So mm. it's not a big, big piece. But I guess it's all about the sort of the fat to meat ratio. What is this week's cut? This week, we had the tail. And? And the snout. Which... When we got, when we got, I, I should explain. When we got it out of the freezer, we were like, okay, let's do the, the tail this week. There's this extra bit of meat in the package. Once you've defrosted the package, you don't want to refreeze the other bit. And I was looking at it, it was sort of a round circle, sort of like a flat donut shape. And I thought, it's the butthole. Well, if you didn't know better, and it's in the pack right next to the tail, mm. your mind jumps to some assumptions. <laughs> So, I, and I'm not going to throw anything away. It's not that kind of podcast. This is a, a really a nose to tail affair. And so we cooked it thinking it was the butthole. We ate it thinking it was the butthole. <laughs> We're such idiots. I, uh, I sent a picture of it to Farmer Amy, who, who uh, graciously raised Bebop on our behalf. And she texted me back this morning telling me it was actually the snout. I'm kind of pleased about that. <laughs> yeah, but just so you know the lengths that we're willing to go to in the name of our art and, and producing this podcast. We ate it thinking it was butthole, but it was snout. The other reason why I wanted to do this is like I don't want all the rough cuts sort of stacking up towards the end of the challenge. Like I want our final episode to be 
some delightful yeah they're one of our favorite bits one of our favorite bits right um and 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 for that reason we did the the spare ribs last week which i think is a bit of a luxury and and i want to i want to pace it so you know next week we can have the tenderloin or something but this week i wanted to go you know a bit more rustic well i think that it's really interesting as well to have some of the well-known cuts as well as the more unusual cuts I agree. Keeps us on our toes. I agree. Keeps it interesting. When we got the tail out, what did it look like? Well, it's a curly pink tail. It's the most iconic part of the pig. It's identifiably pig. You know when you've got like a pork chop in front of you? Obviously, I know that's from an animal. But when I look at a pig, I can't necessarily identify which bit is the chop. But when I see the tail like laid out on our kitchen counter and when i see it on a pig i can make that connection so i i I almost almost not quite almost felt a slight pang of guilt for eating it but then i got over it and i cooked it sure Uh, we saw bebop when he was alive we went to go visit him on the farm he had an exceptionally curly tail what does that mean well i think we mentioned this in the last podcast too that when we saw him in his organic field, running around with his brothers and sisters. He was really happy and he had a curly tail. And when pigs have a curly tail, much like um, cats and dogs, and their tails are wagging, that means that they're happy. And if their tail is between their legs, um, that means that they're stressed and they're unhappy. This was an exceptionally curly tail. So I think we've got a good example of the cut. Yeah, also, pigs that are kept in kind of unsanitary conditions and kind of factory-bred pigs, they have a tendency to chew off the tails of other pigs. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, this was a a fully formed, pristine tail. We have a pig who had a good life. Let's talk anatomy. Basically, the tail is the very end of the spine. So the the closest equivalent on on a human uh, is the coccyx, top of your butt the base of your spine the caudal vertebrae of the bones and the muscle is part of the semitendinosus huh thanks i would say muscle to fat skin ratio it's pretty fatty i would say on a tail it's like 60% bone 30% fat 10% meat and it, it it's pretty tough which means lots and lots of cooking the snout there's not a lot of muscle in there. It's pretty gelatinous. I looked up the Latin name and the word it came back with was nostrils. So I, I, I don't mm. know if it gets more complicated Check out than all that. this uh, language and science today. Other animals that we eat tails of, like oxtail. We have oxtail. Oxtail's delicious, isn't it? Yeah. This was not like oxtail. Well, oxtail I would put in a stew. There's a lot of meat on an oxtail. I was reading about this on a Serious Eats. SeriousEats.com. Yeah. I love that website. Yeah, and they make the very um, relevant point that an oxtail is is really large and you don't look at that and think, oh yeah, that's the tail of an ox. No. Um, it doesn't look like that, but obviously the pigtail has, um, in their words, a familiar endearing quality. <laughs> so, so, but basically what we're talking about here is is pretty tough, pretty gelatinous cuts there's probably a reason why they're not cooked that often. For me, this is the first time I've ever knowingly eaten tail or snout. Have you ever had it before? I don't think so, no. I don't think it's the sort of thing I've ever chosen. I don't know if I've even seen it on a menu. I think if you if you look online, like what to do with the tail and a snout, a lot of people will just recommend that you put it in a stock because it's got lots of gelatin in there and it will thicken the stock. 
I think it's the kind of thing that we probably saw quite a bit of in China. Well, they're so good at using all of the animal, aren't they? Well, they really like to slow braise things. And there's a whole sort of food scene in China, which is mainly about texture. Taste comes kind of second to that. And no doubt about it, pigtail has a, a, a fascinating, interesting texture. But I think a lot of those things that I tried when we were out there, you know, they're pretty gelatinous. They're pretty bony, get stuck between your teeth type dishes. And to be honest with you, when we cooked this, that just wasn't where I was at. I just I didn't want that in my life at that moment. No, as I said, like I think it's some of the, the pork fat that has been getting to me. You know who else eats pigtails? Well, the Mennonites. The Mennonites. Who are the Mennonites? Well, the Mennonites are a religious group that originated in um, the Netherlands and Switzerland, I believe. And fled persecution in the early 1500s and we first came across them when we were in canada they they kind of reminded me of the amish they oh well they're (laughs) they are different from the amish how so well they do wear very plain clothes and promote non-violence but the mennonites are known as the peace church Ah, and the pigtails so i found this mennonite pigtail recipe from sparkpeople.com if you visit apocalypsepodcast.com you can find all the recipes we've used in this and every other apocalypse podcast episode but in essence you cook it for about two hours pretty low 150 degrees which sort of dries out the meat and you baste it in some sort of sauce for an hour Uh, The recipe that I found, it used a kind of Southern American barbecue style sauce. But, you know, we've had a lot of that recently. Oh, man, so much American style barbecue. So I decided we'd just put our own twist on it. At the same time this was happening, we're also cooking a totally different cut for a totally different episode. And I had some leftover braising liquid from a recipe which comes from a, a, a book called Cult Tokyo Recipes. And, and the braising liquid was basically made of star anise, sake, soy. So I reduced that down to a thick sauce. And then when the tail was done, I, I steeped it in there for like half an hour, something like that. In terms of the cooking of the snout, I'm not going to lie. The, 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 the recipe that I did was a bit of an afterthought. And that is largely because I thought it was butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well... You live, you learn. Given the kind of the nature of the cut, I'm not sure it would have tasted very different if we'd cooked it in a different way. I mean, we cooked it the same way as the tail. Yeah. In terms of cooking it, it's quite a good, straightforward dish that you can do whilst you're cooking other food. You basically bung it in the oven, forget about it, throw some sauce on it. So, you know, if you ever find yourself with a spare tail and snout lying around, this might be the recipe for you. Yeah, well, at the very least, it did not go to waste. How did it look when it came out of the oven? It looked like a pig's tail that had been in the oven. <laughs> yeah, it really looked like an identifiably piggy pig's tail. Yeah, it just well it didn't it didn't break down, it didn't change shape, it just was darker in colour. And then we bit into it. Talk me through the texture. Well, it's very bony. Yeah, the tail was bony. I thought that the muscle in there I mean there's not loads. It's slightly fibrous, you know? It, the meat's quite fibrous, Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. It was quite sort of long strands. It was like there was kind of four bits to it. So you had, if you bit into it, you got a bit of like really crunchy skin on top. Yeah. And then some like really 
glue the fat had kind of gone a bit gluey almost yeah it's like juicy and creamy then you had some of the really chewy quite fibrous meat and some of it tasted really nice um but some of it was a bit stringy and then you had the bone and i'm sure that when they cook this in you know in china and they also eat a lot of this um tail in galicia in northern spain and they chop it all up and you're meant to just kind of pop bits of it in your mouth and suck all of the meat off and all of the fat and marrow out and then put the bone back on the plate and get on with the next bit. But that's not how we ate it. And the snout slash butthole. Talk me through the, the texture of that. That was just like a slightly overdone crackling. Yeah, it was almost like a biscuit. <laughs> like a, a pork butthole biscuit. Yeah. It was really hard to bite into. But it was, it was totally edible. And mm. I just felt like it was a really, really crunchy piece of crackling. I thought it absorbed the sauce well. Yeah, actually, it wasn't in the sauce very long, was it? No, no. Just half an hour of steeping. Um, but yeah, it did. The meat really, um, it all took on the flavour of the sauce really easily. Well, let's talk about the flavour uh, more broadly. Ah, uh, just tasted... I don't know, because the texture was quite overwhelming mm. and quite the texture journey when you're like oh this bit i can barely chew oh this bit is a bit like glue so i'm not sure if i was really concentrating on the taste i thought a little bit like cheap sausages classic pork classic pork (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is not unpleasant i mean i you know i'm from the north i grew up on cheap sausages who doesn't love a cheap sausage no exactly (laughs) but that's kind of what you're getting It, it was like well this is slightly too high fat ratio which is delicious but also, you know, I felt a bit dirty at the end of it. In a good way. You know, the next thing I've got on my list to ask you, usefulness in leftovers slash versatility. How would you uh, use the, the leftovers of this? Not that there was much. Oh, there was. We didn't finish eating it. No. Okay. I don't feel it's especially versatile cut. If we had perhaps not baked it in the oven and roasted it, if we had braised it, and then perhaps if we were doing a much bigger kind of pork stew where you just wanted it in, you can I could see it going in there, mm. just like you would with pork bones to make um, a really tasty broth. But on this occasion, I'm afraid that the leftovers went in the bin. And lastly, would you recommend this particular cut of pork to a friend? Oh, <laughs> I don't think I would recommend the tail to anyone unless anyone was doing this kind of crazy eat an entire pig experiment that we're doing yeah it's just not necessary there are so many other great bits of the pig tea i think like if i had another pig's tail i would probably put it in some stock or something like that and then sort of use it that way yeah or um, use it to get gelatin or something like that but i'm glad we did it i'm glad that we have tried tail because when people ask you know did you eat all the bits uh, we can say confidently Yes, we did. Yep, we ate the snout and we ate the tail. And we thought it was the butthole. Do you know what we should have done? What? We should have deep fried it. Mm. That brings us to a close of episode two. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favourite podcast provider to make sure you don't miss an episode of the Apocalypse Podcast. And remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by searching for the Apocalypse Podcast. Or get in touch, find recipes and more episodes at apocalypsepodcast.com. Join us next time where we'll be pigging out on yet more Bebop. <laughs>